Author's Lead Stories. I'm Utrecht Lead, and I'm delighted to be with you once again. And uh, let's see where we're going to take the conversation today. Um, it's up to you. You're doing the driving. Uh, we try to catch up, really, not only with the program itself. As you know, I've been... Out of, oh, my goodness, what's going on here? They said to me, uh, oh, here we go. Um, so we've had uh, some interaction, but as you know, I have not been uh, present every day. I had to take care of some medical issues, and then here I am. I'm in much better shape now. So thank you very much, those of you calling in and wishing me well and giving me all kinds of incentives to hurry up and get behind the microphone once again. Thank you so much. Uh, but we should catch up. And the time is right as well because the times we're in are rather... Uh, precarious. I don't have to tell you how strange things are out there and to the point where people are developing anxieties and they don't know which way to go and they feel like they're at the end of the rope and I could quite understand that. The thing is that there are no easy answers, but some of us already have come very close to giving us the answers, and we'll continue that kind of discussion. So I thought we'd just kind of freeform it until we, we get to a point where we uh, can start in earnest to methodically tackle the issues of the day. By that I mean, you have thoughts, you have observations, you have suspicions, you have information that you're wrestling with, as we all are. But what does it all mean? What does this all amount to? Where do we place ourselves at this point in our collective history. And if you happen to have some kind of a feeling about that, if you've come to something uh, uh, close to a decision or a definition of where we are, or if, you, if things have gelled for you to a point where you can make sense of it, please do call and share it, and let's hear what you're thinking. 888-874-4888. Rather than proceed with a set, uh, a set number of titles that people follow uh, in discussion, it, I like it when people put their own stamp on it, in as much as they could understand what they, they're seeing and what they're experiencing, what is that? What is it that we collectively are experiencing now? Where is it all leading us to? And little by little, as we fill in the gaps, we see something emerging as a complete thought, a complete, a more complete picture. And it is always helpful to share your ideas. This is not a matter of who's right and who's wrong. It is how are you seeing things? And what is it that you're seeing? What is it that you are making sense of or trying to make sense of as we all are? We're struggling 
with the whole business of, you know, we try to make sense on so many levels of so many things that are affecting us every single day. Somehow, we are going to come to some kind of a definition of what it is we think we are experiencing. And it is great when you give voice to that. It is no right or wrong. It is just a matter of what is it that you're feeling and based on what? Where do you put these feelings? What do you do with them? 888-874-4888 is the number to call. And, you know, don't, don't obsess with the idea that you don't have it all completed yet. <laughs> Neither do I. <laughs> I don't know anybody who has a complete definition of what it is we are experiencing. Uh, but if we talk to each other, somehow we can identify in each other things that we are sharing, feelings that we have, ideas that we have, and we share them and we become a bit more certain about our footsteps in this world. All right. 888-874-4888 is the number to call. And let's get started. What are you thinking about where we are? Where are we going? What is this all supposed to mean? How will it evolve? And how will it involve us all? What is it that we're being led to? And for what purpose? How are you reacting? Does the state of affairs leave you uncertain about the future? Or are you even more certain about what you've been feeling all along? And more and more clues are surfacing. And somehow you you trace back to when you started feeling these things. You say, uh, you know, I, I think this is what this country is, where it's headed. I think this is where it's headed. I think we have to be prepared for this. I think we have to have some kind of plan that considers X, Y, and Z. That's all we can do at the moment, and talk to each other. Talk it out. The more uncertain we feel in times like this, the more we find that the powers that be love it because it gives them even more opportunity to invade the private space of our minds and tell us how it is we are supposed to feel. Tell us where it is we are going. Tell us all that we need to, to be told. We don't want to be saddled with that assignment. We want things spelled out. We want things nice and clear and ready-made. And we could run with that. Until, of course, it blows up in our faces and you say, I didn't see that coming. But somewhere, when you really sit down and look at it, you know that there were feelings within you that were causing you to think of the possibility that A, B, or C is happening. And why? But you said, you know, how could I possibly know these things to be true? How could I know that? Just because I feel it. And what do I do with that information? 
I'm asking you, what is it that you know? And to boldly state it, what do you know at this point about what is happening in the world, what is happening in your world and our world? And what do we do with that information? Where does it lead us? These are tough questions. And naturally, we look to others for answers because we already give up the right to think for ourselves. We just want to hand people the empty shells of us, <laughs> that's what remains of us, when they've taken over completely. Tell us, you tell us what it is you ought to be thinking. I dare not advance a thought. I'm not smart enough. I'm not experienced enough. All these things are not true. You know, you, you do have a body of knowledge and inf information. You have a gut feeling. You have the benefit of time, over time, to look to find out where it is that you landed right on the spot of analysis, but you were a little bit scared to share it. This is the time to share it. This is the time for us to hear each other uh, and to make sense of our shared existence. 888-874-4888. We start off with one of my favorite people, Harvey from Berkeley. Hey, Hello, Harvey. Mike. How you doing? Great. And uh, I just want to say we love you, wonderful Utrice, and uh, may happiness and good health surround you and your vast Internet audience. Thank and you. Thank you. Thank you. And welcome back. Well, uh, because fear is the mind killer that robs us of our happiness as well as well-being, I've been using a simple visualization to overcome the mainstream media's engendered paranoia and restore my pleasant state of mind. So my simple visualization is to, to overcome this more than moronic war, as well as the fear of nuclear annihilation, is to imagine Putin, Biden, and Trump as well as all their military generals doing a line dance called the bunny hop. Um, put one <laughs> foot forward, put the left foot out, do the bunny hop, 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 hop. And there they go with their hands on each other's hips, hopping down the bunny trail with their, in their bunny outfits, hop, hop, hop. Um, and as a great American philosopher, Alfred E. Newman once said, what me worry. <laughs> Alfred E. Newman, the great American philosopher. Yes. Well, okay, so that's uh, that's my little bit for today. And, uh, again, we love you, and welcome back to, to Progressive Radio Network. Thank you so much, Harvey. It's great to hear you, and I'm glad that we, we are in touch once again. Thank you so much. Okay. 888-874-4888. What is it that you are thinking about right now in terms of what is your existence amounting to? What does your entire existence amount to right now? What are you doing with it? Where does it take you? How does it prepare you for the times that we are in? What kinds of decisions do you find yourself making? And to what degree are your personal experiences and decisions like that or those of others? We are, we, this is not accidental. This happens all the time when a country or a village or any group of people, wherever they are, are experiencing what for them is a major, a major development in their lives. What do they turn to to stay?
steady themselves? Where do they get the kinds of information about themselves that would help them, despite all the things that surround them, to remain calm and to analyze so as not to go crazy? Is that happening to you? Or are we being fed every single day a steady diet of doubt, a steady diet of self-blame, a steady diet of this is what's going to happen because we, the people, have no power. We cannot influence anything. We are waiting to see what the decision is about how we behave, how we treat the current condition that we're in. What are we allowed to do and be in this moment? Are we allowed to be sensible? Are we allowed to ask questions? Are we allowed to synthesize what we believe firmly in? Are we allowed to define for ourselves our own reality? Or are we waiting simply to receive that information, which in turn, excuse me, which in turn shapes how we behave. And this is all over the world. Everybody is looking to somebody or some thing. It may be a collective movement. It may be books. It may be writings. But the general view in times like this is that we look for the answer outside of ourselves. Never, ever giving credence to the idea that, you know, we have, we have some things within us that we can use. We have knowledge, too. Ed from Queens, you're on the air. Oh, good afternoon. Hello, Ed. How are you doing? Oh, uh, you know, me and the phones. God bless your thumbs. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm listening to what you're saying. And uh, to be totally honest with you, these times, I believe that the American populace has been dumbed down over the past 50 years to the point to where self-actualization and the ability to comprehend information is lost. We're, we're assaulted. I, know, I read a book called Future Shock, and there's a thing called Information Overload. And we're assaulted with so many news streams, Facebook, Twitter, uh, the 24-hour news services. We're bombarded by these, uh, by these stories. And you know from uh, the old muckraking days of, of media, if it bleeds, it leads. So every story is boiled down to what's going to affect the public, what's going to keep the public apprehensive. And when you're, when you're in a state of apprehension, when you're in a state of heightened awareness, you can't think because your, 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 your reptile brain, your lower brain is taking charge and you're either in a flight or fight state. And I believe that's what's happening with America in general and, and, and the world at large. We're not, you've got to take time. You've got to, You've got to learn how to comprehend. You've got to learn how to read between the lines, and you've got to take a deep breath and use that information for the betterment of your immediate environment. You know, I mean, there, there are a lot of things going on, threat of nuclear war, wars and rumors of wars, uh, a polarized American state, uh, income calcification, wealth disparagement. Uh, all of these things can be overwhelming, and sometimes Myself, I gotta sit back, take a deep breath, see what immediately is affecting me now, and try to control what I can't control. 
my immediate environment, how I spend my money, how I how I spend my time, how I how I absorb information and how I disseminate information. Because if you don't disseminate your knowledge, then it's useless. So those are just some personal things that I try to do on a day-to-day basis. And and you got to realize that uh, at the end of the day, it's always best for me to take a self-assessment and look at what I did during the course of the day and try to put it in a frame of reference to where did I move forward, did I move backward, or did I just stay stagnant? And And that's what helps me as far as dealing with these troubled times. So on a day-to-day basis, are these um, rituals of self-inspection helping you become more steady in the way you are approaching things that otherwise would be just overwhelming, too complicated, or too frightening? Yes, to, to, uh, to a great extent. I mean, I've always been... I've always fashioned myself as a practical person, and I always believe that the best course is to acquire all the information you can, and based on that information, then make your decisions. And, uh, you know, if, if you get caught up in too much information or you get caught up in too much, uh, too much of the gore and the excitement, which is what the standard media formula is, I believe, you, you you get washed away and you'll be overwhelmed and you feel you feel like you can't do anything. You feel like you don't have any any real personal power. And I believe that's how this system is designed to work, specifically in America. Uh, from you can look back in history, from uh, from days of slavery to Jim Crow to, to to both world wars, propaganda, keeping the public guessing, giving you the uh, your leaders trying to give you the answers which you've got to look into and try to find for yourself. Uh, I believe that the education system has been specifically dumbed down for that because if you don't have the proper ability to think and to comprehend what you read and what you see and what you hear, you'll you'll always be lost. You'll always be at the the influences of outside people, what they call the Internet influences, TikTok influences. You don't influence me. I take in information, I make decisions based on how that's going to affect me and whether I feel your information is valid or not. And I can only do increasing my sources of information and weighing it and, 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 and ascertaining it as it pertains to me and what, the, and what the source of the information is. And I believe a lot of people don't know how to do that anymore. They succumb to emotion and they succumb to feelings and they succumb to, uh, uh, instead of fact, based opinions they succumb to how they feel about something and that's not feelings change facts don't in in what you have observed so far for the most part are people operating on feelings as opposed to fact in your view for the largest part yes people are operating totally on feelings and emotions I mean, you know, you can justify your emotions and your feelings, but if you're not if you're not willing to to look at a my this is my personal belief. If you're not willing to look at something objectively, if you're not willing to weigh the pros and cons of the thing and then deciding on a course of action or a course of belief, then you're blindsiding yourself. You're not seeing everything as you should. You're not you're not using the process of education to enlighten yourself. You're just reacting to what you feel is right or what you feel is is, is, is wrong. And, and feelings are in fact. Like I said, feelings change. You can have a myriad of feelings through a whole course of the day, but facts is facts. You know, gravity still works. Water's wet. No matter how you feel about it, and, and until you can make ascertain that difference between fact and feeling, you can't place your your your, your, your mental focus correctly. Because feelings can change in an instant. Mm, thank you. Thanks for that. Deborah from Connecticut, you're on the air. What do you think? Um, lovely um, nutrice, and it's so good to hear that you're back alive. Not, not oh, yes. but live again. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. I knew exactly what you were going to say. 
But uh, I was really hoping that everything too. was okay with you, you know. But um, yeah, I still I still tuned in occasionally, and I listened to some things. And I just recently heard Gwen's um, piece last week on the whole medical arena, which was really very uh, insightful once again. Of your shows, and very grateful that between you, Gary Knoll, WBAI, PRN, all of this information, which is like the university on wheels, you can take it wherever you want to go, all of this uh, positive data is what helps keep you abreast of what's going on or what could possibly be going on so that you can make better decisions. So I think that's what um, people have to do, and that's what keeps me um, uh, in a positive state of mind um, on a daily basis. Let me put it that way. Could About you, for our benefit, uh, um, being selfish yes. now, uh, trying to steal a portion of your brain for a minute, but could mm-hmm. you tell us, give us a, a working example of how you deal with these challenges every day and not succumb to the intention that you suspect uh, that is out there at play to influence your mind, to influence your actions? Yes. Um, uh, What do I do? First of all, I'm not overwhelmed by what I'm hearing or seeing, and I tune into the the I'm going to say information, but I, I call it data. I tune into the data that I feel is most truthful. And point example, when they were talking about ivermectin as a as a horse medicine, I already had confirmation from Gary Knoll and from all of the other eight thousand doctors from the Barrington uh, docu not the documentary or deculation. That information uh, overrode the negative information I hear. So people have to, uh, as you were asking these questions, I started making some uh, list of things, and I was like, don't be fearful, and that don't worry, be happy. When you're stressed, you're going to have an overflooding of negative emotions and hormones, and stress we do know is a silent killer. So... By by tapping into what I believe, um, and probably many other people believe to be true, because they say everybody has their own truth, and I don't believe that's totally true either, because there are some things that are just truth. So by tapping into what is positive, it keeps me afloat to understand how I'm navigating myself through this particular journey at this time in life. Um, I just had my 55th high school reunion recently, and because I was not vaccinated, I couldn't go. And I was talking to one of my friends who was an alumni. It's not a lady that I deal with all the time, but she's an alumni that I spoke to. She says, well, why didn't you get the vaccination? I was like, based on all the information that I have, you know, I felt that it wasn't right for me at this particular time, and it perhaps will never be right for me, based on the information that I have by listening to Gary Knoll and listening to all the people on your program. That gave me insight in terms of what I would make my choice on. The other thing is, I guess because I'm retired and I'm not working, it made it easy for me to make that decision. I feel... Uh, bad for those folks who had to take the vaccination because they needed it for their job. But even in in that frame of reference, if they thought a little further ahead, maybe they didn't really have to take it and they would have had to to figure out another way to move through this period of time. And then one of the things that I was saying here, they keep using this term that you have to pivot meaning that we have to make a 360-degree turn or a 180-degree turn, and myself included, has to get out of our comfort zone and learn how to do something new in this particular environment that we're moving through. 
So if yeah. that helps to answer your question, that's yes, how it does. I'm able to. Yeah, that's how I'm how are, how are you feeling about making these decisions as um, consciously as you have? Do you feel do you doubt yourself or do you feel um, pretty steady in thinking I and analysis? I feel these days? absolutely steady. I'm steady. I um my husband G7 has called into your program on many occasions. So between having a partner who thinks like I think, we think, you know, similarly like each other, having someone that's positive in your life that you can bounce back and forth with, that helps. Listening to your station and listening to Gary's station and other positive um, media outlets, it gives you the wherewithal to know that you're on the right track. And... um, you know, I, I keep thinking back to the McCarthyism and all that. I could say this too will pass, and it will pass. How long will it take before the truth is revealed? We don't really know. But people have to, one thing, um, I hate to say it, but you really should start stocking up on some food. We've been stocking up on food because we don't know what the future holds. The other thing is, you know, silver, you should buy some silver because we don't know how the dollar is going to move in the future. So there's a lot of things that are happening that people have to, to make themselves aware of. I have friends who I share certain information with. When they're open to listen, I share it. And if they're not open, because everybody has their own uh, perspective on things. And most of the people that are friends of mine don't think anything like I think. <laughs> they don't think like I think. But, but those people that are willing to listen, and I always will tell a person, you know, I really thank you for listening because most people don't want to hear what I'm talking about. If you go to a party or something, everybody just wants to have fun. They want to be amused. You can't be amused always in your life. You know, you have to. I listen to Ed and I listen to Harv. I think it was Harvey, right? Yes. That was really cute, that bunny hop thing. That's a perfect way <laughs> to keep yourself <laughs> to keep yourself motivated. So people have to find a way to stay motivated. Um, I have a 54-year-old son. He took the vaccination. My 12-year-old granddaughter, she took the vaccination. My daughter-in-law, she took the vaccination. I just have to pray for them at this point that they stay healthy because all the things that I'm hearing about what is happening to people who have been vaccinated have and in the future, whatever occurs, I just have to, you know, be willing to, you know, deal with it with as much grace as I possibly could. So um, the other thing is this whole thing about cryptocurrency. There is something going on with, with the monetary system that we don't really know what's happening truly yet. But I have invested in XRP, I have inve- which is a cryptocurrency. I have invested in something called Stellar Lumen. I didn't invest in Bitcoin. And all those people that did get uh, a growth of income with Bitcoin, which was about 50000 at one point, now it's about $1,400, I think. It's down to a low, low number, meaning that people that did invest early, some of them made millions or billions of dollars, but a lot of people lost money, too. So you just have to associate yourself with people who have information that can help you grow. And just, you know, I I don't know how to tell people to be willing to change their thinking. You have to expose yourself to enough information that, you know, whatever mindset you're stuck in, you have to find a way to have the courage to allow yourself to grow in, even change your thinking and your belief, because we've been conditioned from childhood. We have been conditioned from childhood, and um, you just have to learn how to break the cycle of conditioning. So that's how I'm able to feel positive about, you know, where I'm at in this particular point in my life. And uh, six years ago, I used to live in the Bronx, and I knew, and we both, my husband and I, we both knew that at some point we had to move to get out of the hood, not nothing against the hood, but we knew that we had to move to reposition ourselves. So I live in Connecticut, 
in a peaceful environment in a house with a backyard and greenery. And so my life is stressless. You know, I used to take the train to New York. Um, and I'm 72 now, but I used to take a train to New York every single day, at least four days a week. It was a 90-minute ride. It was pleasant for me to do that, and thank God I had the energy to do it. But I am so grateful that I don't have to do that right now in my life. But um, I am at a point in my life where I do need to generate more income because I get my little Social Security, which is not enough. I personally have to step out of my comfort zone and learn how to do something else with all the other skills that I have. Um, and continue to grow forward. So, um, one of um, your other skills, and there's no question about it, one of your other mm-hmm. skills that you could share is your optimism and your confidence in yourself. And that comes through loudly and clearly. And I thank want to so thank much. you for sharing yourself with us today. Thank, thank you so you, much. Thank you. Thank you so very much. I appreciate your show, and I appreciate you. God bless you. Thank you so much. Wayne from Brooklyn, you're on the air. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, you three. Good afternoon. How are you? I am fine. Improving, I have to say. Okay. Did you enjoy your carnival celebration? I didn't because (laughs) I basically quarantined myself. Oh, okay. Okay. But in line with what you're saying, the going into this age of Aquarius, which is supposed to mean more knowledge flowing into people, um, not only spiritual, but terrestrial, as we say, and we lose in touch. I finding it hard to believe that this is where we're going compared to where we are now. Okay. Most of the folks around now, to me, living in this fear bubble, that whatever the authorities say, we go along with. We're not stopping long enough to examine that most of what we're getting from the so-called authorities are lies and propaganda. This is the age for them. We have the COVID. Like yesterday, I was watching this... um, why I did it, Columbus Parade, it was a break, football break. <laughs> but to think that they prison the firefighters and policemen and make a, a remark about those brave guys lost their lives for 9-11. And up to this day, we don't have a, a decent investigation into it. This is how we pay tribute. The COVID results are out, or the reports are out. Nobody gave a damn about what is stated in it. So much so that they actually force it. Now we're in this flu season, so get your COVID shot for the flu. Say, when these people going to give up? When? But it's not these people. When we, the general public, going to wake up to reality? Heard the previous caller talking about truths. Everybody have their own truth. Well, in some cases, yes, but in the general sense, truth is always one. And we try to break off a little piece and shape it to our understanding, to our needs, and that's why we end up where we end up. But it is beautiful here in your back in the air, and oh, from the sound you. of it, your contractors give you a break today. For uh, I thank them for that too. <laughs> Yes, indeed. Uh, and good to hear your voice as well again, once again. Very, very reassuring. Thank you. Yeah, it's nice to be back. Thanks for having your show and keeping up this high quality. Please don't drop. Be right here with you all the way anyway. Thank you so much, Wayne, for calling in and contributing today. Okay, thank Gwen you. from New York, you're on the air. Hey, Gwen. Hi. I can't believe you're finally back on the air. Yeah. It's been so long. I just, I, as soon as I heard, I, I called and, said, and, I, and I said to the guy, well, what's the subject? So I, I said, I just, it just sounded like it was live, so I, I just gave it a shot. And so it is. He said, well, I don't really know. <laughs> he said, I said, well, just put me on anyway. 
At least let me say hi to her and tell her I'm so glad you're back. I didn't know we were, I didn't know we were going to get you back or not because it was so long. So I am happy yes. to hear you. Um, me too. I'm I, happy to hear me too. <laughs> well, you got, it was it was an extended vacation, right? Yes, it was. Well, uh, I have unfortunately have to report to everybody that I have COVID right now. So. I got double whammy with COVID and uh, sinus infection all at one shot. And uh, it's been an interesting couple of days with this thing. Uh, I got you know, really worn down from some stress. And I, I just, I'm, I'm surprised I got it. When the doctor said you have it, I was like, are you sure? Because I said, I haven't been sick since, you know, since this thing started because I've been doing a protocol. So I have been doing the protocol, but I let it go a little bit. And so I think that for everybody who's out there who is doing their protocol, it only works when we work it. So if you lose a couple of days on your protocol, sometimes things happen. So anyway, that's, that's what's happening with me. So what is the subject for today? Well, we're talking about what is it given all the pressures are being that are being exerted on all of us to unify or to make uniform our way of thinking so that we are more predictably controlled. But how do we operate in times like these when I'm sure this is news to you when you have your own way of thinking? <laughs> and people insist when you're wrong. Well, you should think this way and you should do that instead. <laughs> how do you uh how do you maintain your own independence and you're safe with it? Mm-hmm. Um I, I, I try not to clash with uh, with uh, opposing. If somebody is really, really dug in with their opposing opinion, then I know that I'm not going to win them over. Uh, that's that's not going to happen. Um, so uh, what I will sometimes I'll try to do is I'll say to somebody, you know, you and I don't agree on, on this, this, and this, but, you know, we intersect right here. See, this is something we can't agree on. And... You know, I have one uh, one guy that I know in particular who just cannot believe I'm a Democrat. And I, I, he said, I can't believe you're a Democrat. I said, but I am a Democrat. I said, you can be a Democrat and, and you can be against this vaccine at the same time. I said, as a matter of fact, how is a vaccine, how does that have anything to do with politics? It's, it's a health choice, whether or not I'm going to take something. And, and I was listening to the other woman um, so eloquently speaking about her interactions uh, around the vaccine, and uh, I handle it pretty much the same way she does. I have to tell people, too, that I consider myself very, very well-read on the subject of the vaccine, probably better than most of the people that I come in contact with because um, I hear such a variety of different guests speaking on Gary Knoll's show. And then from that, that point, I, I listen to the notes that Gary puts up there so I can go a little further and find out a little bit more. Now, sometimes I'm crossing into territory and thinking, I, I think, oh, my God, you know, am I really hearing what I'm hearing with, with some, some people? Um, there's there's a, a wonderful – look, I love Dr. Bregan. I love him. I think he's incredible. I think the work he did with, um, with uh, uh, getting rid of um, – this COVID, you can't remember anything. Uh, there was a particular um, lobotomy. He got rid of lobotomies in the 1970s. So this is an amazing person that, that Gary has, uh, you know, has on the radio every week. Um, now, do I like uh, or agree with his politics? Not at all. I mean, it's like when the ministers come on and I got, you know, I start hearing about uh, America and the great vision. No, I don't agree with that. But I'm not going to toss out the baby with the bathwater either because he he knows a lot about psychology. He is a psychiatrist, but he, he's very well read and he has bucked the system himself. And so it's, uh, it's very good to listen to people who, you know, are swimming in the opposite direction because I, I so much agree with some of 
what he says uh, when it comes to, um, especially when it comes to the use of psychotropic drugs and, uh, and how overused they are and the effect it's had on our society and the fact that we're so unwilling to look at the connection between things like psychotropic drugs and uh, mass shootings. I mean, uh, we don't look at it with autism. I mean, these are things that are really important. So we're not, we're not going to look at them. So I think that I know for a fact that most people are uh, traveling down the thing called the mainstream, but I've, I, uh, I'm not going to go that way. I, I, I'm, I'm willing to hear what they have to say. But I mean, really, how, how many times can I listen to the same news broadcast? I mean, you know, I don't even notice. But when the news, the news goes on now, the same stories air for like three nights in a row. And um, yes. it's, some, it's just a pattern of over and over again, repetitive, um, repetitive amounts of violence on TV that just never, ever stops. Almost every show on TV now is about, uh, you know, mass shootings, killings, um, it, it's, they're programming us to do this. It's, they want you to see this stuff. But, you know, I think as I, grow, as I get older, I realize that um, sometimes shaking your fist in somebody else's face has the opposite effect. And there's a, a, there's a, a, a phrase I like, you know, to use, and it is, um, I have a suggestion. You know, I, sometimes I open with that. And sometimes that really helps to break the ice and allow us to have a conversation where there really couldn't have been one before. So, you know, I, I had, I have a friend the other day who was, uh, who loves Donald Trump and, um, <clears throat> we were talking about lying and I, now I wasn't trying to stick her face in that. I was just saying that the, the fact of the matter is, is that he is, you know, he is a proven, uh, uh, incredible liar. So, you know, and, and, and it's proven over and over again. Now, you don't have to talk about his lies, which you need to talk about or ask yourself is why do people believe such people? Well, they want to believe it. Human beings go into a little place called denial. And Donald Trump is one of those places where we love to hide our heads or a lot of people love to hide their heads and say, oh, this is, this is the truth. But it's not the truth. You know, Donald Trump really didn't pay all those, those workers in Atlantic city. He really did make a million bad land deals and he really did rape that little 13 year old girl allegedly. So, you know, but I think normally that would have sparked an argument between this, this young woman and myself, but it didn't spark an argument because I took my emotion out of it. I was just saying as, as a fact, here is a fact, this guy goes on record constantly and he lies. I'm not going to argue with you about what the lie is. I'm just, you want to know why people believe it. Well, because it's more comfortable to believe that. It's more comfortable to believe there's no global warming either. Isn't that easier to take than, oh, my God, the world's going to collapse in four years? So one of the big things that when it comes to denial is uh, it comes up very often in just these in very simple groups like 12 Steps. It, denial often is uh, goes hand in hand with alcoholism and drug abuse. These are very common things in our society. So you hear denial go from the, the all the way up to the top levels of you know uh, uh, Donald Trump or, or the news, all the way down to no, I didn't really I didn't really take that last drink. You know that's that's how it works. It gets filtered all the way down to the the personal places in our lives, but. Anyway, just just what I, how I how I cope with other people who I don't agree with anymore is, um, I try to listen to people more, and I try to accept the fact that um, everyone, <clears throat> especially now, is coming from a million different places when it comes to their politics. And one of the things that we can do is instead of getting uh, more polarized, is 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 try to look at the things we have in common with those other people, because we do have a lot in common with each other. If we just put our polarizing wands down for a second and, and maybe we can start to have better conversations and better understandings of, of what's going on rather than, you know, the way it is going now where, you know, you either, you either present your case this way or I'm going to throw the whole case out, you know? Mm-hmm. That's good. So that's that's a lot of my thoughts. I'm sorry, it takes much room out of but I just want to <laughs> well, thank you very much, Gwen. You you gave us a a, a tutorial actually 
Thank you very much. And good to hear from you. You too. Have a Joined up with you once again. Thank you. Jeremiah from Harlem, you're on the air. Hi, Utrice. Welcome back. Thank you, Jeremiah. How are you? Oh, I'm doing very well, thank you. I'm really sorry about the last time I called. Someone rolled up on me, as they say in the hood, and I had to quickly (laughs) hang up the phone. I tried to get through to you last time. I hope no vulgarity made it over the air. Oh, no. A gruntled individual was approaching me. But... um, (laughs) But everything was okay. No big deal. Um, yeah, first of all, I want to, I want to, as well as I can, sort of piggyback on some of the stuff that Gwen was talking about because a lot of what she was saying, um, I realized was directly connected with what was on my mind. And she mentioned, you know, for example, um, Donald Trump not being a truthful individual. And I think that's exactly true. I don't think he's a truthful individual at all. But I think it's really scary how all of the politicians that we vote for are just flagrant and blatant liars. And we don't have enough of a problem with that. I mean, if someone just lied to you, would you continue to believe them? Not normally. Well, why do we do that when it comes to politicians? When Donald Trump took office, one of my best friends who I talk to on a regular basis said something to the effect of, you know, it's pretty concerning the atmosphere that's been created by the Donald Trump victory. But one thing that we can say for sure is there's not going to be a wall. Why do we know there's not going to be a wall? Because he said that's what he wanted to do. And he's a presidential candidate. And then, you know, president elect at that time, um, we know he's not going to build a wall because that's what he ran on. Just like Barack Obama never shut down Guantanamo. He said repeatedly that he would, and then plainly didn't. And wasn't too upset, it seems, about the fact that he couldn't. Um, and we see this all the time. And when we take that to the, the vaccine issue, which a previous caller addressed, and I'm glad that she did. Um, I didn't catch her name. I was tuning in a little bit late. That's but, um, Gwen. No, at, at before Gwen, um, a previous caller who was also outstanding um, prior to Gwen. Touched oh, on that's the Deborah. Issue and her, Deborah, right, Deborah. Um, was concerned for her family members, and I'm in the same boat. I'm concerned for my friends and family, and I believe that some of the untimely deaths that have happened in my community, I think they're the result of the vaccine. And, um, you know, it's inappropriate to talk about, but that's pretty dangerous that we're in a situation where we're dying off and we can't talk about what's happening to us. Because there, I know people who have suffered from cardiac episodes that are now dead, and I don't think that they would be dead if they didn't take that substance into their body, which is now associated in multiple peer-reviewed studies with heart inflammation. So what so um, What are you learning from um, these interactions? Uh, uh, well, one thing that I'm learning, I'm learning a lot. And one thing I'm learning is that a lot of the so-called revolutionaries weren't as tough as they played themselves out, to, as they made themselves out to be. Um, a lot of people weren't really in it for the long haul. They were, they were punked out um, pretty easily. And now we have to move forward very carefully because we have to not be resentful and angry because that's not going to be productive to just walk around being um, resentful. But we have to be firm because we're in a very difficult situation where a very bad precedent has been set. And we see basically corporations run our government. You know, I shouldn't have, I shouldn't vote for Joe Biden or or Donald Trump. I should vote for Pfizer or Moderna. Oh, well, that's our signal. I think that's our time view. is up, and I'm glad that you were able to get in a couple of points before we take off. But thank you, Jeremiah. Good to hear from you. Thank you as well. You too. Thank you all, and for being such an inspiration. We continue to listen to you, and we'll talk again tomorrow. Bye bye.